Psychology in Seattle. All right, podcast people, deserving people out there. This is the 10th installment of the Dungeons & Dragons therapy session podcast situation in which Adam Davis and Adam Johns of Game to Grow uh, they demonstrate what it is like to use Dungeons & Dragons in a therapeutic manner. And if you are just tuning into this one and you haven't heard the others, I recommend listening to the other ones. You can go to the website, and there's a uh, page that has all of the Dungeons & Dragons episodes, and this is number 10. So uh, go there, listen to those, and come back. Uh, Adam, Ad- so if you're interested in... Uh, using Dungeons and Dragons or, or Minecraft or Magic the Gathering in a therapeutic way, you can go to gametogrow.org and learn more. You can also actually, we're a small enough business. I'm, I'm board president. Adam and Adam are here and they are the executive directors and the founders. And you can actually even talk to them and uh, get some advice from them, get some resources or even get training from them. You can hire them. They're great public speakers. If you want to fly them out to your conference on therapy or on child or teen therapy or for um, you know neurotypical uh, population uh, therapy, you can hire them. And they give a very entertaining talk. As I usually, uh, I saw them give a talk once to uh, a, a room full of family therapists who are mostly women, and, you know, they, they were a little, um, they loved the model, and I could see some of them were giving um, both of them eyes at times. Um, <laughs> rolling eyes. Yeah. So if, you, if, 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 if you're interested in uh, giving Adam and Adam eyes, then hire him. Uh, so using Dungeons & Dragons in a therapeutic manner is a wonderful thing because it's fun, it's it's useful, it works, and the kids love it, and they can't wait to go to therapy. So uh, th- we also have a box set that is uh, about to be released called Critical Core. You can find out more about that. You can purchase that by going to criticalcore.org. It's very popular. It sold how many units, Adam? Uh, last I heard was we have enough units to be stacked as high as the Empire State Building several times. So what? We, so we so this is pre-order sight unseen our very first product, and we've already sold uh, multiple Empire State Buildings, thousands and thousands and, and thousands. And so, how tall is each unit? One Empire State Building? Yeah. 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 So we sold three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very uh, large kits. In this box set is the starter kit for using Dungeons and Dragons. If you're a therapist, an educator, you work in a hospital, you you just even want to do it with your kids or something. And it, it lays it all out there. And so if you, if you want to get that, go to criticalcore.org. Go to the Kickstarter. I guess they can still sign up there. You can find that through criticalcore.org, a link to our pre-order store. Yeah. Oh, pre-order store, not the Kickstarter anymore. Kickstarter is now a pre-order store. I got it. Post-Kickstarter yeah. functionality. And that store. will be mailed out to people when? Uh, our, um, the Kickstarter uh, deadline we put on the Kickstarter is December. December. The, the official story is when it's done and it's a good product for everybody. So, so sometime <laughs> in 2020, it will be mailed out to, out to everybody yes, is yes, the yes. likelihood. And so there's that. Yeah. So do that. All right. Let's start this thing called the Psychology and Seattle Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirkonda. 
I'm a therapist, a professor, and I play a dwarf by the name of Thrain Oakenshield. He is a priest, but he's sort of a battle priest. Mm -hmm. Umberto, who are you? My name is Umberto Castaneda, and I play Grollo the Cruel. Um, and I'm like uh, half-orc brute, brutish. Uh, my name is Adam Davis. I am playing Shush, the tiefling bard, and I'm one of the executive directors of Game to Grow. My name is Adam Johns. I'm the other executive of Game to Grow, and I am the dungeon master um, and uh, circus wrangler for this group of <laughs> um, uh, oddities and rarities that is the, the uh, troop that we have here. <laughs> Um, as we before we jump in, before we do our recap, as is tradition, we are going to do a check-in question for everyone to to continue to deepen your journey with Dungeons and Dragons and also your relationship with your character and find out a little bit more about your characters. So our check-in question today is a little uh, requires maybe a little bit of unpacking, um, but it is uh, what is a fundamental truth that you believe about the world? Um, so we we as as people as as living beings travel through the world and have sort of a, a conscious idea or an unconscious idea about uh, what we believe to be true about the world. Um, so I'm going to pose that question to you and also to your characters. And in this case, I'm actually going to answer it first uh, to give you kind of a framework and idea for what, what it is that I'm sort of looking for on this. Um, so my fundamental truth about the world is actually about people. I believe that uh, people are not nefarious. I believe that uh, um, people can be uh, mean, they can be cruel, but they always do so in, a, in maybe a self-interest or an interest because they believe it is the right thing to do, uh, because they, they believe that it is um, somehow the, the best choice put in front of them. Uh, and in a lot of ways, that guides a lot of the, the approach that I have around uh, being a therapist, or around being a group facilitator. All of those things are are um, come from that fundamental truth that I believe about the world. Um, and so, uh, how about for you guys? What what is a fundamental truth that you believe? And what is one that your character believes about the world? I'm just gonna say ditto because it. I didn't know this about you, Adam, but I guess I could have guessed. Uh, I believe the same exact thing, and I don't know if I could have worded it better. So I'm just going to say uh, that, yeah, I absolutely believe that when people are taking actions, they're acting to their best um, knowledge what is a good thing to do and a, a moral thing to do, and they're trying. And when obviously when you're giving to charity, that's something that – we can all kind of say, oh, you're, you're, it's comes, it comes from a good place. But when someone, for example, uh, breaks into your house and takes something or calls you a name or uh, fires you because they don't like you or something, you know, it's, it, it comes from, it, it, we look at that and we think, wow, that looks like evil behavior. So really this, that person, or at least that behavior was from a place where um, they are sort of different in some way. But I have found through experience that when you actually dig down on those individuals, you find a, a totally understandable explanation as to why they took that action. And, um, and, and so, yeah, I believe everyone is good. Even, even the terrible, terrible, terrible people, I believe that about. So you, so you guys are just eliminating a word from our vocabulary, basically. <laughs> yeah, nefarious. <laughs> um, yeah, comic book characters can be nefarious. Okay. Like fictional characters can be nefarious. I definitely don't agree with that perspective, but that's not the question. The question is, uh, what do I believe? So first I'll say what my character believes. My character, Grolo, believes that the world is unfair for the week. And what about the month? <laughs> only for the week. See, this, that, this, was this an that was an embarrassing kind of joke. Yeah. That was very good. Very good. Um, so, you know, so he, he, would, he, he would say, like, yeah, you know, 
the world is cruel and stuff, but pretty much you just got to be strong so you can. Hmm. And then I believe uh, this is maybe too high level, but I just believe that existence trumps non-existence, hmm. meaning if all things being equal, at the end of the day, if if we're gonna make one call that I can make for myself, is that being alive is better than not being alive. I do. Th- I do think that's significant. I actually think that works works in pretty significantly to the to uh, some of your fears and some of your like like mm-hmm. life goals that we've talked about on the on the podcast sure. as well. Yep, hmm. I could see that. I think you guys stole <laughs> the, the the first two responses were sort of what I was going to say. I do believe people are fundamentally good. I think if I was going to take this one step farther, I would say there's nothing – a core belief that I think is true about the world is that there is nothing more fundamentally human than loneliness, that we are like sort of isolated and alone and all we can do is try to use this like flapping of sounds that we do with our mouths to try to communicate with each other and that that is a crucible we have to carry as people who are fundamentally alone, that we have to try our best to be seen and see each other despite the limitations. And I think that is like the most fundamentally human crucible is that we have to uh, struggle through our limitations to try to connect with each other. Yeah. It's kind of depressing, but. That's okay. This, I, is, this, think, is, a, this is a very like meta uh, <laughs> I think that's a open-ended truth. question. I think that is like one of my personal things to strive for is like to see people despite all of the uh, uh, like very biological like things like language, they keep us from being able to understand each other and then um, help people uh, connect with each other. That's like one of the things that I try to do as a professional is like Im- improve people's capacity to see each other, communicate, and connect. Cool. And how about for Shush? That's really hard for Shush too. I think um, I think Shush kind of agrees with that. Um, I think Shush really um, uh, – Similarly, feels like people um, – you have to kind of push really hard with people before you can um, see each other and, and belong with each other. And I think that's also sort of Shush's uh, – once again, Shush and I have a lot in common. Um, that's sort of uh, Shush's um, like quest is to belong, right, and, and to like feel like people see him – for who he is and not mm. just what he can do. And I think that's part of the part of the struggle for Shush. Hmm. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And then Kirk, um, you answered for yourself, but you didn't answer for Thrain. Oh, I, I, for, I didn't know I was supposed to. Um, for Thrain, he believes in his God and there's strong evidence that the gods exist. And he believes that if he is good and dutiful to his God – then there's some threshold of death or glory that he will cross and it will give him finally the ability to kick back and smoke a pipe and read a book. <laughs> That's sort of like – And have a family. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right. The the whole idea of, of what it would be like to have a family. Yeah. But only after much hard work hmm. can that happen. This is, this is sort of uh, the, the, a similar thread uh, just observing uh, to – uh, Kirk, your want and desire to make the world a better place. Yeah, uh, it sounds like Thrain's uh, want and desire is also to make the world a better place. He he, he does so through the guidance of his God, with sort of a trust yeah. in the idea that like following his God's path will get him there. Yeah, um, so that he doesn't have to do it anymore. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, 
as we progress, and this is something we do in our groups too, the questions that we ask for, checking questions, continue to be um, not always harder, not always deeper, not always heavier, but they continue to provide you opportunity to um, answer ideas about your character and reflect upon who your character is. And part of the reason for that is is we've talked a lot, a little bit about like the projective technique of uh, who you are versus who your character is and how you, you really cannot play a character without bringing in pieces of yourself. Um, and obviously we see some of that as we, as we kind of reflect on your answer versus your character's answer to, to some of these questions. Um, but it's always super interesting to see um, when you're put on the spot to answer a difficult question about who your character is, how they view the world, how they, what their experiences are, then all of a sudden you have to, you have to come up with something. You have to put something into that. Um, and oftentimes that's, that is a uh, expression of, maybe a little bit of who you are or who, what your own experiences are um, or how you think your character may have taken those similar experiences or similar ideas and taken them in a different direction. So awesome. Cool. Great answers. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, should we dive in and play yeah, some D and D? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kirk, do you have a recap for us? Sure. Uh, in a nutshell, do we know that Blancmere is the avatar of Grumpsh? Or do I know that? Does Thrain know that? Um, so you guys were told in in uh, questioning the other general, um, I believe his name was Bloodcrusher. Yeah. Um, the general Bloodcrusher, when you were questioning him, he said uh, that Blancmere is no longer Blancmere, yeah. that he okay. is some kind of uh, imbued with Groomsh. I don't know if he used the word avatar, but um, but he is definitely... He's not Blancmere, he's, he, he's, he's beyond more Grumsh human. than Blancmere. Yeah. And, and you okay. guys have gotten a little bit of evidence that, that would seem to confirm that. Okay, so a lo- eight years ago, from what I remember, uh, Blancmere was invaded by Grumsh, who is a very evil god of the orcs, and wants to uh, is using Blancmere to change the landscape of the situation so that he can return to our world of Toril or Faerun or wherever we are in. I don't think we ever named it. D&D world. We get to name it. Okay. And uh, Grumpsh can kill everybody, including those who actually brought him back. Um, And because Grumpsh is about chaos and evil and wants to just kill and rule and dominate like like the Lord of the Rings kind of evil person. And so we have discovered that in this one city, there's a lot of Grumpsh worshipers who don't really understand Grumpsh and they're, they're worshiping kind of a, a super watered down version of Grumpsh. And then we found out that that's just a front so that the real Grumpshites can sacrifice people as part of a ritual to bring Grumpsh back. And we d- we thwarted one of these uh, sacrifices, saved Umberto's girlfriend, Cruddy, and we got some clues which led us out, out of the city into the marshes to find uh, upper administration, middle management, if you will, of the Grumpsh uh, people. And so we went into the um, the marsh and... We uh, we were at his dream tree and listened to that episode if you want. And we want to give a shout out to Alyssa. We posted a picture of it on our Very Facebook cool. page. A list, listener, Alyssa, and actually a student of mine, she is dungeon mastering a game. And she used that exact same 
uh, scenario that Adam laid out where there's a tree that nice. you fall asleep and pulls, trying to pull you into the tree and eat you. And so not only did she run that adventure, but she actually created a table. What do you, what do you call that? Like a table? Uh, I guess like a, a miniatures diorama. map or di- diorama. Yeah. Like, a diorama, like a, a miniatures sort of model, essentially yeah, dungeon model kind of of the tree and the surrounding marsh and you go to Facebook and see it. It's glorious. Like it takes up the whole, just for this one adventure, it takes up the whole. It's uh, spectacular. I, yeah. lo- I love how she did the marshes for, yeah. for sort of yeah. the cropping up uh, 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 pillars of land. Yeah. Uh, and she has yeah. vines like pulling the, the characters into the tree and everything. Um, I'm sure it makes it very memorable. And, so we got past that, and we ended up getting to the orc army, the the generals and the troops they are uh, mustering outside of Pahiha, the city. So we got captured. We got captured, and we were prisoners. And we uh, and Justin, the um, <laughs> the uh, poor the, Justin, poor Justin, <laughs> ill fated Justin. Uh, we managed to kill him and uh someone ringed his their his neck with their legs or something mm-hmm. i think you i think she snapped his neck yeah i wanted to do it like sonya blade in the mortal yeah Kombat i think that's, <laughs> i think that's how he ended <laughs> and then we as we got out so now so and we ended up uh the we ended our the last adventure with us heading into the marsh having no idea how to get through the marsh and we're, but we're happy to be free and now we have a mission. I've seen my character Thrain has seen a vision from his god about a hammer that's in the mountains, and I know the direction of the mountain. It's like east or something. Uh, north. North. Yes. yes. At the mountains in the north is a cave where there's a, a hammer that is somehow related to Moradin, my god, that I'm being called to. Is there anything else in the? vision that i saw beyond that wasn't there some other thing like a terrible thing i saw in the mountain um you only saw that the when you were given the vision it was because you had asked for um uh guidance and you were told that there is both wheel and woe tied up in that so so you know that like whatever whatever you're getting from from moradin or your vision from from this um it's not just all good it's it's a sort of combination of good and bad so my character wants to get to that cave and get that hammer uh, since, you know, we're in the neighborhood-ish. Uh, so anyway, but we just got beyond the the camp, and so we just got free. That's where we're at. There we are. Cool. Well, that being in mind, you guys are now tromping through um, the marshes. Um, you don't have a whole lot of time uh, to sort of get a lead on the ridiculously sized orc army behind you before they figure out what has happened um, and start coming after you. Uh, so I'm super curious what you, you're all I, what is everybody's hit points are pretty low, right? Two. Five. Yeah. I picture as leaping from Six. Three to three. <laughs> Six hit points. Great redwoods. Yeah. Um, so that, that is sort of my question. What, what are you and Nicholas is in a similar boat. What are you guys doing as you're trying to run away. This is sort of a, a speed is of the essence 
uh, time is of the essence, kind of. Kind of. Well, idea. we see the marsh, correct? Yeah, you guys are are solidly in the marsh. The because of the way the the encampment is set up, and because of how dense the marshes are, um, the area where all the orcs were was reasonably um, a sort of dry, solid ground, but it was also really well cleared. Uh, so the, the areas where the orcs are is is like a, basically a huge clearing inside of the the mists and marshes um, that nobody knows is really there. Nobody knows that there's this giant orc army there. Um, and the marshland uh, at the edge of that uh, very quickly turns into very dense marshland that's wet and that's that it goes right back into being um, uh, sort of dense jungly marshland. Um, so you guys are are it's uh, a harsh transition to go from the the big open clearings to right. now being covered. Are there a lot and a lot of trees? Uh, there are a ton of trees. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, <clears throat> so I wonder, is there a way we could fool them, like go in one direction but not really go in one direction? How uh, how how much does the mud here leave footprints? Um, the muddy areas quite a bit. Um, you can kind of walk in between the the land bits and and stay to the to the sort of um, more watery watery parts of the marshes, and then you're not leaving nearly as much footprint. Um, but obviously, it's harder to to walk through that way. I have an idea. We'll walk in one direction for three days, and then walk straight back, so they think we went in that direction. <laughs> well, first off, let's just start moving. Getting away from the camp, so you I guys just... can be kind of having this conversation as you're as you're okay. tromping. Do okay. you, do we know how orcs do tracking? Do they like have dogs or do they do it by scent? Do we know what they do? Um, that's a good question. Uh, both uh, everybody roll me. Um, I guess we'll say either history or survival, whichever one you'd like to use. Uh, and um, uh, I'm going to say Grolo. You spent some time being trained. Uh, by your mentor, uh, you can roll with advantage. Okay. 14. I'm lifting my arms up in triumph. For those of you watching. Oh. Because um, <laughs> I got a 25. Oh. Well, 15 for me. Uh, all right. Well, you guys actually have a, a pretty decent idea. Okay. Um, uh, we'll do Thrain and Grolo first. The two of you know that uh, orcs are... Um, not necessarily as as a, uh, a people, um, as a as a race, but most of the tribal orcs are very good at tracking. Um, this is basically what they do: is they mm-hmm. they track animals, they track people, they um, are very accomplished at that. Um, most of the time, they they do so without the use of any animals. However, um, the two of you do know that um, in certain instances, they will use some some animals to help track through scent and, and stuff like that. Um, but there are lots of orcs. Actually, there's there's whole tribes of orcs that spe- specifically specialize in like being able to um, uh, track people through scent or being exceptionally ver- well versed trackers. Um, uh, Shush, I will give you that you um, not only know uh, that, but you also have heard of the Lost Thorns. Uh, Lost Thorns were a tribe of orcs that specifically were hunters. Um, it was it was basically what they did. And as they um, uh, became more um, integrated, as they got larger, uh, the Lost Thorns started to become more of sort of bounty hunter mercenaries, and they, they were often well-known for that. Uh, you have no idea whether or not the, the Groomsh Banner has incorporated the Lost Thorns, but they use wargs to track their, their prey, in addition to being skilled trackers themselves. Okay. I, I can I ask a question? Um, is there a way I would know some 
some of these tracking techniques or have heard of them or have seen them? Yeah, actually, I think, um, uh, Grolo, you probably are, are a reasonably skilled tracker okay. on, on your own. So and I, then I the would other, say you probably do know some. That makes sense. And then the other question is, well, actually, okay. So I'm going to say something. Um, <clears throat> what if we bottleneck them and, like, take them out one by one? Uh... A good idea. How would we do that? I don't know. We have to find a place that's like a choke point. Okay. I'll point out it's an army of tens of thousands of orcs. Yeah. But they're not gonna send. <laughs> they're not gonna send everyone after us. Who are you talking to? <laughs> they're not. Who are you I, arguing with? I don't know. Like in my head, I'm thinking, you know, if if I'm them, I'm not gonna just leave my camp abandoned and send everyone after us. We're nobodies to them. Yeah, I'm still curious who you're arguing with. Well, I'm trying to convince you guys that we should bottleneck them. I said I like it. Let's, well, let's do, do it. it. I think we should take our scents, our, our odors, and put them on trees. In directions we're not going. I do have to go number two. I think you should. <laughs> it's, been, it's been some time. Be Let's careful. Do it. I, don't, I don't think we've ever specified that that's ever happened in the game, which means, I as have, far as we know, that's never happened. I have like five. It's time to go. <laughs> I have like five weeks of. <laughs> I think when you got to go. Yeah. When you got to go, you wait five weeks. <laughs> I see. Um, <laughs> I think you should do that. All right. right so it. we're going to put our scents in the trees. Mm -hmm. okay. But like on, on like rocks and throw it. Uh, okay. So Are you doing it in like the same it, like methodology that Thrain is, well, is okay. using? So, do I know which way is north? Um, hmm. I, I will say, Thrain, you have like a, um, uh, like a vague idea. Does anyone uh, know which way north is? Yes. Okay. No, you do not. <laughs> Just <laughs> can I, say that. I would give it a try. So, um, the, uh, the marshlands make it nearly impossible to, to tell. Thrain, the only reason you have any idea of which way is north is because your vision sort of gave you an opportunity uh, to sort of zoom over the, over so, the camp. Uh, so, the, uh, in my vision, my god said we have to go generally this direction, so we should, we should throw them off to think we're going that direction. Oh, okay. Now, hear me out. What if we throw them off and then return to their camp? Uh, I'm guessing they are not all going to follow us. And, and well, that's what I said. Yeah. Ah, never mind. <laughs> I like your first idea. Okay, so we try to spread our scent, if you will, in one sort of direction, and then we take a right angle and go the direction that... Uh, How do we know which one's right? Um, so b based on your, your sort of general vague idea here, uh, Thrain, you can tell the part of the marshes, you, you sort of left the east side of the... Uh, oh, right, sorry. West side. Uh, yeah. The west side of the clearing, okay. um, which is vaguely the direction back to Pahija, um, but it may not benefit you to go back to the to the main city at this point. Um, I, I, uh, I look at Nicholas and say, how do you feel? Are you pretty, uh, do you feel pretty strong right now? Uh, no, I was, I also was hit by a whole bunch of arrows. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I feel mostly like full of holes, I guess, if I was going to classify it. Because uh, we're about to head into some pretty hairy territory and I'm, I'm, uh, it's possible that you're better off. We're all better off with maybe you, uh, leading them back to Pahija, getting back and you should get back to Pahija and hide out. And then the three of us can maybe go a different direction. I don't think we should let him go by himself. 
Uh, I think we. What if we all go with him to distract them while we head up north? Well, I'm just hoping that one person might be able to, you know, manage his his way faster or something. And oh, and, we can't both go both ways, right? You can see uh, Nicholas has already started picking up stones and like rubbing them in his armpits, <laughs> um, and he's holding these these uh, armpit stones in his hands. Uh, and he, he uh, kind of gives you a long look, and his, his expression goes kind of blank, um, Thrain. And he says, I think, I think this is it. Um, and then he sort of stands up a little straighter, um, and he says, It's been a pleasure traveling with you. Uh. Um, and then he collects the stones from the rest of you. Huh. And he puts them in his bag. Um, and he just gives you all like kind of a long look. And then you see him turn and, and start uh, racing out of the of the swamp towards the west. Nicholas, wait! That was poop! <laughs> uh, May Moradin be with you. We will see you again. Is he really leaving us? Um, he, he travels as fast as he can. Uh, Nicholas is not that big a guy, but, but he, he definitely... Uh, you hear the splashing and sloshing of him, I, of him heading out. I want to tell him n- never to forget Moradin, um, the band. Uh, <laughs> you can you can shout that after him. I want to shout it. Oh. I want to I want to like put my hand on his shoulder. Oh, like before he leaves. Before he leaves, and, and we'll meet you at Cruddy's uh, <laughs> again. Uh, and he he before I guess this all happens before he sort of takes off. Yeah. But I'm also uh, going to give he, him he a, says, a healing word. We'll we'll share some leap pies together, maybe. Wait, wh- what is this with Cruddy and leap pies? That- just because you're leaving, don't you think you can go to Cruddy now? Uh, not, I would never go without without you. All right. Well, here I'm gonna miss you. Uh, uh, he's he like has trouble breathing, <laughs> but but he gives you a hug back all the same. All right. I, I just um, for the viewers at home, I just gave him a, a huge Grolo hug. It's it's a tight hug, uh, Grolo. You you uh, get a sense as he as he hugs you that there's a there's. Um, He's a real points. moment where he like he like holds on very tight. Oh, I I'm gonna heal him for four hit points um, before it's, he leaves. Uh, um, instead of the hideous uh, false smile that your healing <laughs> word gives sometimes, yeah. which is how you described it right. in the previous game. Yeah, no, the word Morden doesn't give my healing word. Yeah, okay. um, the band, but but Not he the gives guy. no offense. He, he gives a real genuine <laughs> smile, and you do see some of his like scratches and bruises uh, lighten up just a little bit. Oh. Um, and he says, I'll, I'll do my best to throw him off your trail. Um, uh, oh. And he says, uh, but you got you to gotta bring this back around. We will. Um, if everything is true, you're, you're going to need to bring some reinforcements. Be strong. I'll you can him, do it. I'll give him a couple armpit stones myself. Yeah. Uh, he takes your armpit stones, puts them in his bag. Um. Uh, and at, actually, at that, I want everybody to roll me perception checks. Twelve. Seven. Thirteen. Uh, awesome. Um, I guess um, Grolo and Thrain, uh, the two of you notice, uh, you start hearing shouts and noises. You're uh, maybe a good... Uh, it took a little bit longer than you wanted, so you're maybe a good five minutes in lead time from the uh, uh, from the the army from the clearing. Uh, but you can tell they have definitely figured out that you have escaped and that you are 
you are okay. which direction you went. I wonder so if we can hide in the they're, trees. They're chasing while, you down. I wonder if we can hide in the trees while he gets a head start. Does that make sense given the terrain that we could hide in a tree? Not if they're if they're good trackers. Yeah, yeah you you could hide in a tree. Uh, you could climb into a tree at least. Yeah. Um, if they are actually good trackers, they will they will find you in a tree in a. In a is there a, water a around? There is water around, so, and it's very murky, dark water. So uh, start heading into the water right from there, because that's where the trail is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just start you know, staying in the water and trying to get off of the trail. The, through the water like, parts? Like at least, I don't know, at least 100 yards or something before we touch any land again. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, Nicholas does just the opposite. He basically like runs through the water and then hops up onto the next... Onto the next trail uh, for speed over over stuff, and you can see every once in a while he, uh, as he takes off, he's tossing out stones uh, nice. to to act as sort of scent markers. Cool. Um, and uh, uh, before he kind of disappears into the mist, he gives one last sort of turnaround um, and a smile, um, and he's still wearing like the last vestiges of his guar outfit. <laughs> um, uh, and so he he kind of gives a smile and and uh, holds up. Holds up a oh, hand. Oh, the horns. Uh, the horns. Uh, <laughs> the shoe horns. The shoe horns. Yeah. Symbol of, of Moradin. Hey, the band. Can I yell goodbye at him now? No. We, we're, we're trying to hide. Oh, right, right. And then he drops another stone and takes off down into the fog. Wow, epic. So I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling kind of sad about that. Yeah. yeah. I liked him. Well, but we'll see him again. We'll see him again with some Leapies. Yeah. Okay. Um, that means that you guys are taking off north. Um, so here's what I need. Um, you need to roll me... Hmm. This is a constitution saving throw. You're essentially trying to trudge as quickly as possible through through um, mud and water. I, I also have some spell slots left. I would like to use um, a healing word on both of them. Get some extra them. healing words? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, I will heal Thrain for four, and I will heal, heal Grolo for five. Nice. It Thirteen. A good use, as you guys do five. definitely do oh, not have time for a hit, short rest. You only for five? Yes. Oh, I'm up to seven. You said I'm rolling a constitution saving throw? <laughs> yep. Nine. Thirteen. Hold your horses. Woo! Nice. Seventeen plus... Uh, four. Nice. Um, Grolo, you are definitely taking the lead. All right. Um, uh, tromping your way through. Partly maybe because Grolo is easily the tallest person in the in the group, so it's, it's definitely a lot easier to get through. Um, but Grolo, you are definitely finding the sort of physical strength to, to power through a lot of this. He thrives um, in physical challenges. Um, you do this for uh, about, uh, I guess we'll say, 20 minutes. Um, it's 20 minutes of hard work. It's 20 minutes of, of uh, worry that you may be caught up to at any moment. But uh, you can hear that the that the forces or whatever that is chasing after you um, do, do seem to have they, they seem to be dying off. It's likely true that they're chasing down Nicholas's trail rather than rather than your own. Um, and after about uh, 20 minutes of this, you finally come to an area where you can see that there is a wider path and clearing in the forest because there is a river running through um, this mm. this section of the of the swampland. Um, the river uh, uh, seems to be sort of a steady a steady flowing river that's that's wide enough that you will have to probably swim to get across it, um, or you could swim down along with the the remainder of the river um, as it's going, uh, but it what seems like it's probably it going pretty deep. Um, it is headed north. 
Oh. Um, which is downhill from here for the for the marshes. The current is going north. Yes, the current oh, is going nice. north. Nice. Can we float on something? Uh, ooh. It'll be so much easier. Yeah, give me a... Uh, <laughs> uh, ooh, give me a, a perception check, and Grolo, you can roll a survival check. Perception check. 19. The battle for the... Perception, I got tray. 11. 11, 19, 17. 17. All right. Um, Grolo, you know that it's probably true that the army would pass through here. Um, they probably have some kind of rafts or something similar to, to be able to um, traverse the, the river. Um, do you say anything about it? Um, <clears throat> so, unfortunately, this river is probably not headed where we want to go, but if it were... That would be useful because I bet you these these orcs have some boats stashed around here. Good. It is headed the direction we want to go. Well, then let's look for boats. Okay. Um, Thrain, with that, you, you're able to sort of scan up and down the banks, and it's not too hard for you to track down um, not really boats, but sort of rafts. Okay. Um, more like uh, logs kind of all, all tied together and, and like a long stick to, to paddle your way through. Huck um, For three yeah, people or, or so? Yeah, big enough for, for maybe even up to five. Um, it really, like, it's not gigantic, but it's easily big enough to fit all three of you. All right, quickly, on to the boat. Um, uh, as you get onto the boat, uh, you guys can notice uh, a couple of things. The first is you start to smell um, the, the smell of burning. Um, you suspect that they are burning portions of the, of the marshland in order to try to track you down or, or weed you out. Mm. Um, but it's coming from far enough behind you. You can kind of uh, get an idea for, for the smoke, though the mists make it very difficult to actually um, see where the smoke is coming from. Uh, but you know it's it's far enough behind you that it's not a threat at the moment. Um, the other thing that you notice is um, this this boat's a moving. Uh, you're really traveling down the down the river much faster than you would have by foot. Um, and now that you're now that you're headed in this direction, you can even hear the sounds of the people who are chasing you starting to die off in the distance. Uh, one thing, can I have done something before we took off on the boat? Sure. Uh, we should probably release the other boats too. Oh, okay. There, there are about four or five, I will say four other boats um, that are all rafts that are kind of all lashed to trees in the same area. So good good thinking, Grolo. That's great yeah. thinking, Grolo. Can we burn them? Well, we'll attract attention, maybe. Um, I guess that's true. Good point. Unless you have something that, that like, really can start a fire, um, it would be... It would be much harder to burn these. They're probably using something like um, sure. alchemist fire or or um, uh, something a, a very strong uh, flaminant. Flam- What's the word I'm looking for? Flame enabler. Flame enabler. Uh, very strong flame enabler uh, in order to even start the fires. Those marshlands, everything's sure. wet. Uh, you guys are soaked to, soaked to the bone, and and um, you only just kind of came into the marshlands. So. Let's let's I guess like destroy the rafts a little bit, so they're not as good. Sure, totally. Um, you can be- beat them the up a little yeah. bit. Oh, and smash! Grillo smashes <laughs> a couple. Um, you guys are now traveling down the river. Um, who knows how to sail boats? You do, Shush. You yeah, have oh, a boat. yeah, that's right. Oh, you yeah, had, you had, had a boat. That's kind of my thing. Uh, Shush, give me a, uh, I guess, dexterity uh, saving throw with advantage. All as right. you're basically steering this boat along. Uh, all right. That, I will take a 23 on that. Awesome. Wow. 
Um, then I will give you guys two things. I'm um, doing like a Washington Crossing with Delaware, like perfect. standing at the front, of the right at the front but like somehow still holding the thing to direct yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, or maybe it's telling Grolo where to stand. Really steer. majestic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding on with all four limbs because I hate being on water. Um, it, is, it is a little uncomfortable. And I'll point out, it's still kind of swamp water. Um, uh, you guys are traveling along, but the water's not, it's not really super nice water. It's, yeah. I'm trying really hard to be extra brave looking for Thrain. So, like, I see Thrain hating every moment of this. I'm, like, trying to... I, I'm not... Shush is maybe not as good at, like, telling Thrain it's going to be okay. But we'll, like, totally look extra confident on this boat so that Thrain... Instill can, some yeah. confidence Thrain in Thrain. feels a, a little less scared because <laughs> Shush seems to know what he's doing. So, as you guys are traveling along, I'm going to give you, finally, an opportunity to take a short rest. Um, you're, you're on this raft and you, you have a chance to sort of catch your breath. Um, and it sounds like you are getting far enough away from the sounds of, of people tracking you that, that you finally have a moment to maybe like rip some clothes and bandage some wounds. And, I'm starving. And all of that. So is this short rest? Then? This is a short rest, not a long rest. Does anyone have any food? Yeah, I have food in my backpack. Uh, Here's some food. You have some rations. <laughs> Uh, uh, so we get now to, like soggy biscuits, or like <laughs> we get to heal our hit dice. Yeah, so short rest means that you can uh, get back. You can use your hit dice in order to heal yourself. So you can, uh, where it says hit dice under your temporary hit points and next to your death saving throws, um, you can choose some of your hit dice and you can use them to heal up a little bit. So you can roll them one at a time, and each roll gets to also add your Constitution modifier uh, to your current hit points to. It's basically representative of you sort of bandaging your wounds and, okay. and so I, taking a breather. I, don't getting your, I roll getting your this back. thing three times. You roll it once and then see how much you get. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the odd your con mod. Five. That's twelve. Uh, your con modifier. Oh. Um, oh. Wait. How much did I get? Five. Yeah. Um, nine. Perfect. So, so nine. you heal up nine hit points, oh. and so, you can do that up to three times per day if you yeah. want. Um, including all at once. You also have a special ability. Oh gosh, do I? Called Song of Rest. My Song of Rest. I will. I'm, I will play my violin while we are enjoying our our leisurely our, cruise yeah, through yeah. swamp water. I will play my Song of Rest extra quiet. Wait, what? <laughs> Where's my hit points here? In the sort of center box, right under your armor. Class. Yeah, but uh, my maximum is forty. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna do this again. Ooh, a 12 plus my constitution? Mod. Modifier, yeah. So the plus, oh, the plus bonus on your constitution. It's plus two. Right. Oops, I need to subtract two. Oh, yeah. It's so, 14 and then 14. Okay. Because good. I'm playing my, my sweet song of rest while we're going down this raft, everyone gets an extra 1d6. I'm all healed anyway. Oh, nice. Awesome. You are. Get an extra 1d6? 1d6 yeah. extra because my beautiful, beautiful soul. <laughs> How do you miss? <laughs> there is a rolling box. Ah, one. Do it's... I get to add my constitution to this? No, Not just, to just a d6. Yeah. Just my, my sweet song gave you one. <laughs> one hit, hit point. It's a beautiful song, though. And I have one roll left. Should I use it up? What do you think? Yeah. yeah if, you have, if you need more. I just used up all mine. Okay. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. <sighs> you should be... Maxed out. Oh. 35. I'm close. I am five points away from maxing. So not bad. So you, you guys are all mostly healed up? 
Yeah. Through, through this, it All sounds like... All the way like healed up is... Awesome. All right. Um, so before we... Uh, uh, before anything else happens, you, you, during this short rest period, you guys have an opportunity to sort of uh, touch base with each other on what you think you should do next. It sounds like you're headed north because Thrain has a vision of that. I'm curious what what Thrain's going to tell the rest of the group okay. and what the what this looks like. Well, I might have I might have already said this, but I'm not sure in all of my conversations with my god Moradin. But Moradin bestowed upon me a vision of the mountains in which yes, we are. Yes, yes, yes. We've heard about the vision. And the cave and <laughs> the hammer and how it will, I am guessing, be the instrument of my god to send Groomsh back to hell. Yeah. Oh, it sounds good to me. I'm just sad about Nick. We'll see him again. We will eat Lee Pies with him again. Moradin knows of our mission and will guide him. Yeah. That sounds good. Cool. That sounds great. I just wanted to make sure that everybody was on the on the same page for for that, you you guys have a, a chance to sort of just sort of relax and get get your breath back. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, we, I reminisce about uh, you know. So who snapped Justin's neck? You were. Trying. I don't know if I actually did. Did I actually snap? I think you did. Yeah. Oh yeah. But Justin was definitely dead. Um, yeah. I think you you grabbed him. And I think you snapped awesome. his neck with you. Well, legs. it was really awesome when you managed <laughs> to get your feet out of the thing and then you grappled them with your legs and then. We all that was that was a very uh, well. well let, let, let's not forget, I I hit him first with my legs. I mean, was that was it you first? No, I mean I didn't kill him, but like I, I mean it was. Like, we I should think, remember that. Anyways, why don't we sing a song? <laughs> I think we should still be quiet. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think we could sing a song like this though. Oh, okay. Okay, well, so let's sing a song I'll, about I'll wait, I'll whisper a song. Well, how about we we'll sing a song to Nicholas? Oh yes. Go, Nicholas, go, run, run, Nicholas, run, 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 run. You'll make go. it. You'll, you'll make, make it. it. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> you'll make it. Yeah. I like that song. <laughs> Perfect. Shusha's playing the, the violin. <laughs> um, Shusha, as the, as the violin dies down for the end of the song, um, uh, you notice a couple of things. Uh, Shushu, you've been doing a great job keeping the raft um, uh, paddling along and, and moving along in the in the right direction. Um, what you notice is that the um, current has picked up quite a bit. Um, and now that the song has died down, you notice that the um, you hear a roaring sound uh, coming coming from sort of the, the distance ahead of you. Um, roaring like whitewater rapids. Like, this could be fun. Hold on, everybody. Or whitewater, uh, or like, will it sound like waterfall? <laughs> yeah, like um, I'll say most of your experience is on uh, like ocean waves yeah, yeah. and not on rivers. <laughs> oh, great. So I'm going to say you don't know the difference. But I hear something. You hear something. Enough to know that it could be a thing that's you, bad. You know it's going to get choppy in some way okay. uh, coming up. Can I, can I perceive the distant... Uh, the mists make it very, very difficult for you to actually see wh- what you're doing beyond like making sure you're in the middle of the uh, middle-ish of the of uh, the okay. banks. Is there a place to sort of run the raft uh, ashore to to get off here? Uh, or do we have to like abandon ship? Yeah, give me one more sort of dexterity saving throw, and and you can you can attempt to do so. Okay, do I have advantage on this one? Yes. Again? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> natural twenty. Okay. Um, 
as soon as you notice this, Shush, you immediately jump into action um, and start steering this this raft kind of uh, edge edging over to the banks. I'm also going to do this with no concern on my face at all. <laughs> it's just like a happy <laughs> to protect Thrain's concern. He's still humming the- humming the yep. song a little bit. Nick, run, Nick, run, Thrain, um, <laughs> look how confidently he steers our ship. <laughs> It's very, it's very, it's very impressive. <laughs> it's like it's like natural about. twenty impressive. <laughs> um, Grello and Thrain, you definitely notice the the um, water is picking up in speed, um, and before too long, you too notice the the hey. sort of roaring sound coming from Psst. up ahead of you. Um, but I will say, with a natural twenty, I cannot deny that um, you manage to finagle the raft over closer to the banks. Um, right as uh, you guys can see on the edge of the mist, a massive waterfall appears, um, and Shush, you're able to sort of um, steer the raft up to the the edge of the banks, right right nearby the the sort of lip of the waterfall, um, and you guys can can get off, or you can lash the raft, whatever whatever you want to do. There, there's a large cliff that that sort of sits here, and you could maybe make your way down the other the other side of the cliff but you you are now sort of at an impasse um i, I guess i'm curious would you go, go west bank um i would probably steer to the right bank the other side bank the east bank east bank okay cool i'm just making sure i don't know why i would do that well I it's, think it's further away from the bad guys i guess that's true i yeah yeah that makes sense. Cool. It doesn't make a huge difference. No, right no. Now. I was just, just wondering why just I had absolutely pictured going to the right, and I don't know if there's I that sort of too. <laughs> nautical rule that I'm just sub- subconsciously following. Like You're I- probably driving, actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's driving. Yeah, yeah just pulling over. You're going to pull dri- over on the, driving, on the side of the road. Driving in America. Over right. pull over the side. Yeah. Um, is there a, a break in the mist as there's a waterfall? Does the mist go down and thus I can see any of the horizon? Can I see the mountain that we're requesting after? Oh, good question. Yes. So uh, yeah, absolutely. There's enough um, distance there that I could see. The, uh, the, the waterfall sort of uh, throws up a lot more water, but yeah, you can totally, because of the, the difference in, in sort of height, uh, you can see over the mist from the, the next part of the, the um, uh, marshes. Uh, yeah, you can see the mountain that you're that you're headed towards. Whoa! Um, I think we need to name this mountain because it's going to come back up. Cue um, like epic music sound yeah. as it dun, clears dun, from the dun, mist. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, uh, actually, um, uh, Berto, why don't you give me a, a letter? We'll start naming this mountain. A. We're going to name it Mount Something. Or something, Mountain. K. R. E. A. That's pretty good. Mount Acrea. Mount Acrea. I love it. Mount Acrea sits uh, near sort of uh, the top portion of the of the continent. Now, um, Thrain, York, you you are from the north. Um, if I remember right. And Mount Acrea is reasonably far east of where you're from. Uh, far enough that, that if you went to Mount Acrea, you'd still be weeks' journey from, from where your homeland. Um, but Mount Acrea is also one of the largest mountains in the, in the, so I guess we'll say it is the largest mountain in the mountain range. Um, and it is hard to pass. Um, there's a large mountain range that is to the north that makes it very difficult to, to pass from, uh, kind of the area where you are in the kingdom, uh, to the kingdoms up north. Um, and in fact, this is the mountain range that actually marks the edge of the kingdom, the, the kingdom that, uh, the king and ruler of Piha actually, uh, sort of presides 
lords over, um, which includes many other rulers and many other towns and, and um, leaders and things like that. Uh, but the uh, mountain range up there and uh, the mountain especially of uh, Akria is a big marker to sort of the edge of the empire. Nicholas, I miss you. But, wow, Shush, that was impressive. Oh, it was nothing. We almost went over that cliff. No, oh, we didn't, really. Well, I mean, it, you looked very confident, I, but I we was. almost went over that cliff. I was. And, very confident. Uh, anyways, <laughs> is that the mountain we're going to? It is. Mount and- Acrea of the north, border of the empire, oh. home of the hammer of Moradin. Oh, that's cool. Can I get some cool thing there, too, like a new mall or... If Moradin sees fit. Mm. You, the, the band? Uh, uh, the god. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Easy to get them confused. No, I, I, I'm One still wearing really part famous. of the band attire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a god. It's totally fair. Um, I think that's going to happen a lot, actually. <laughs> uh, from your guy's position, um, you can see that there are figures down near the base of the waterfall. Um, which appear to be a group of orcs. Um, it looks like three orcs um, that are down there. Um, uh, I'm hungry! Because of where you're at, and because it's basically like dense mists and, and, and everything like that, it's really unlikely that they know that you are, are up here. Um, but you can see they appear to be um, injured. Um, you can see yeah. that they have some injuries, and their um, dress and attire doesn't look the same as the orcs that have been chasing you down. You said that they're down the waterfall? Uh, they're, they're sort of on the bank, uh, but down the cliff below you, um, uh, on, the, on the banks of the... Uh, yeah, you sort of, sort of look over the edge of the cliff, and you can see Are they, them. like, in the distance, or can we, like, overhear what they're talking about? They're or? too far in the distance, especially with the roar of the waterfall. Was, over the reason we were looking over is because I was trying to make a point that we almost went over, and Shush <laughs> was like... Mm. It wasn't even close. I was, like, oh, was pretty close. <laughs> she, she's like motioning with his hands. Like, right, we, we, look at how far away. That's pretty far <laughs> down. Fine. No problem. Uh, you can trust me. But wait, what's that? Look at them. Grolo, can you tell what tribe they're from? Can I? Uh, yes. I'm going to just give it to okay. you, Grolo. Oh, why, yes. It's, they're from the... They're from the Grimhammer tribe. They're from the Grimhammer tribe. Did we see any? Did you see any Grimhammer tribesmen at the army? Um, Grolo, you are very familiar with the Grimhammer tribe. The Grimhammer tribe is the tribe that your father belonged to. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Okay. Um, and I will also uh, kind of give it to you guys as a reminder. Um, you had seen some stuff uh, showing that the Grimhammer tribe had not joined up with right. uh, with Grumsh, with uh, Blancbeer, all of them. Meaning that they're not uh, they they uh, purposely did not join. Right. Um, they were in the, asked in the, to join or tried yeah. to be forced to join. Yeah. In the th- logbook, you saw that that they had been uh, uh, approached or or whatever, but they turned it down. Like as a, re- that as a rebellion, or just as a as a agree to disagree. Um, at this point, you guys don't really have okay. a have any any clues to that. But am you- I allowed to use my knowledge that our game master has a fundamental belief in inherent goodness in people <laughs> to, to assume that if we try talking to these Fourth grim world. hammers, maybe they might talk back? Or well, is that are, too meta? Are, <laughs> uh, how injured are they? Can I tell? 
Um, it does. It looks like they're they're kind of bandaging themselves up, much the way you guys did when you were. Well, um, do they seem mobile? The um, yeah, they seem largely largely pretty mobile. One of them's limping a little bit, but um, but, to, but you're you're looking at them from from pretty far away, and so you can't hear them, and you can tell that they're they're sort of their body language is, is arguing with each other, but you can see they're sort of bandaging themselves up. How them. hard would it? Sorry, Bert. How yeah. hard would it be to get down there? Um, not crazy hard. Uh, I think the the jungle kind of atmosphere means there's lots of uh, like trees and vines and stuff you could kind of uh, climb down the the cliff face in order to okay. to get down there. So so the situation right now is I am picking up a very large stone and I'm getting ready to drop it on their heads. Grillo, just a second. We're there from the Grimhammer tribe. Let's, let's, let's think about this. Just think. Let's just think. We're in a very tough spot, and we might be able to use this to our advantage. Hold on. Uh, you might kill them. Uh, that might uh, that might be it, but fine. I'll trust you. Uh so if we head down there, they look injured, we could probably take them. Remember that they did your your father's tribe did not join the I group, know. the Grimsh, uh the Lord Blancmere uh army. So we have a common enemy. Maybe uh, they might be able to help us. We at least we should ask them to fine, see. Fine. Fine. But I'm not going to smile while I ask. Yeah. And uh, don't you have a revenge uh, goal on your father? Yes. Well, maybe they'll lead us to your father. <gasps> Good point. They're from my father's tribe. Yeah, that's what you said. Uh, as you guys, so we don't keep using your father, um, Grolo, do you know the name of your father? I don't know if we ever actually wrote it down or, or made a name. No, I know my mentor was Zarabo. Zarabo. Right. But I don't have a name for my father. Uh, should we make up a name, or do you have a name in mind? I don't have a name in mind. Gorillo, son of... Uh, yeah, you guys can hear it. the, the pulling of the, <laughs> of the whiteboard marker? Um, well, I think, uh, Berto, I think you have to give the first letter for your Yeah, absolutely. Name. Yeah. Um, K... R. A. A. G. <laughs> Krog. <laughs> that seems. Grolo, son of Krog? That seems. Uh, Should it have a. Uh, like? A, yeah, one of those. Yeah, Krog. 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 I love it. Um, awesome. So now you can say Krog instead of your father. Yeah, because that makes sense. My daddy. <laughs> Okay, so... Uh, They're from Krog's tribe. Your father, yes. So we <laughs> try to make our way down there as quiet as possible. Um, so what I'm going to have you roll, rather than uh, like athletics checks to climb, it's reasonably easy to climb down, but doing so quietly and unseen is, is the sort of harder part. So I want everybody to roll me stealth checks. Okay. Okay. Well, I have disadvantage from my armor, so... I got a 12. 16. Oh, that's actually not bad for yeah. disadvantage. 17. Uh, I think you guys are probably fine. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, with those rolls, you you guys are have quietly made your way. So I'm going to say you you went like a little further inland, then climbed down the the side of the cliff face, so you could have the kind of cover of trees and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you're now down at the bottom of the cliff, and and um, you can now kind of overhear a little bit of their conversation uh, as they are still kind of bandaging each other up. They're they're almost done with that, but they are they've been doing that while you guys were were climbing down. What did they um, say? There are two women and one guy that are that are sort of all all there and, and uh, a little bit arguing with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the women says, um, uh, it's, a, it's a disaster. I can't believe that it went this way. And the, the guy sort of um, waves his hand and he says, of course it went this way. We all expected it to go this way. We knew this was not going to turn out well, um, not with Grumsh involved. Um, and one of the other women says, um, I, I, I just wish that we had been more prepared. I wish that we had set up our, our rounds a little bit better. Um, and the guy says, there's nothing rounds? we can do about it now. Um, Is uh, it rounds? Rounds, yeah. Rounds. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it now. At this point, we must return and, and hope that they don't chase us down in the process. Are they speaking common? Um, I understand no, Orkish. I think it's all in Orkish. So, Shush, you don't, you don't get any of this. So, um, they're grunting. Oh, what? You got that, Shush? No, I heard grunting. What? No, uh, they were saying kind of a guttural. Uh, yeah, what you were talking about. They were talking about that nothing went right, and the plan didn't work, and they're gonna get caught and things. I, so I, I say, follow me, and I and I I just walk out and into the into the clearing. And, cool. You catch one more thing that I'll, I'll give to you, uh, kind of before you walk out, um, which is the the guy who's just sort of sitting down. Um, it says, um, uh, "Yes, we'll get a move on as soon as the tracker returns." Um, oh. And uh, but you can totally step out into the into the clearing as you as you do that, unless uh, that changes your action. Well, maybe. I I yeah I don't. So I turn. I there's a tracker coming. There Should is. we wait for the tracker? They have a fourth. Should we wait for the fourth to return? How, how about I kill the three of them and then kill the tracker? <laughs> we should question them before you oh, kill right, them. Right, 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 right. Uh, I we should just hurry up before the tracker gets back. Uh, shush. What do you think? I think it makes sense to learn more about them before we kill them. That but should we, go, should we go now or should we wait for the tracker to get back? Um, they look like they're ready to leave. So I think we're more likely to get them now okay. before he comes back. So follow me. And I walk out into the clearing and I, I have my hammer and shield and I say, uh, Orcs, you will answer my questions and you might live. Um, they are completely taken by surprise. Because <laughs> um, as this, of us. As this, <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, I'll, I'll point out you don't have a hammer uh, anymore. Oh, uh, I lost my hammer. Yeah, you can still have the club with the with the right. sort of spike in it. There was yeah, that's right. Uh, you didn't have your hammer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, I had but, my club. But I'm um, next to you, looking like you have to hold me back. <laughs> you, yeah, you you come tromping out of the out of the uh, forest uh, with holding all this stuff and sort of shouting at them and they all sort of like like uh, spring backwards um, and they, they draw some weapons uh, and they all kind of look at you for a long time uh, before one of the uh, orc women sort of speaks up and says some kind of swamp dwarf um, and she sort of holds out her weapon she says we have no quarrel with you swamp dwarf we have no quarrel with you either but you will answer our questions and you might live you will answer our questions about Swamp dwarf ways of life. Oh, Thrain, let me at them. Hold on. Ugh. You, we understand, did not join the uh, Lord Blancmere and his army. Is that correct? 
You are from the uh, Grimhammer tribe. Um, you can see the woman who's sort of speaking up, uh, who, who eyes you very suspiciously, and she says, You're with Lord Blancmere? No, we are not. We are... We just escaped from, from their camp, and we have killed many of their people because we hate them. Yes. She says, we are with the Grimhammer tribe, um, and we did deny Lord Blancmere our allegiance, and it cost us many, many tribesmen. Why did you deny it? Uh, we don't believe in the ways of Grimsh. We no longer believe in following uh, ridiculous ideals or bringing chaos to the land. Oh, it is but not you bring chaos to the towns, and you raise them, and you, you pillage them. Hold your tongue, halfling. This is it, Thrain. I'm going Hold on, in. hold on, hold on. <laughs> well, what do you believe in? Uh, we follow the ways of Lorleth. What's Lorleth? Do I know Lorleth? Um, I do. You don't. I do. But Grolo does. I've heard of that. But the what? Say, what did you just say? We follow the ways of Lorleth, as we've done for years, since our leader brought, brought the teachings to us. What's Lorleth? And I kind of whispered to him, that's, that's the same thing that Cruddy believes in. She was sort of teaching me about it. Oh. If Cruddy so, believes in it, then it can't be all bad. So you have turned away from the evil and the chaos that is the usual of the orcs. Not just turned, but purged, as all members of the Grimhammer tribe have. Uh, we are no longer members of Groomsh's people, and Groomsh no longer has sway over us. Well, then we don't have a reason to harm each other because I believe we're on the same side. If that's true, Swamp Dwarf, then you can lower your weapon I did, first. I did, I lowered it, yeah. Oh, okay. I have not lowered my maul. <laughs> uh, and for your companion... Well, you lower is, your weapon, too, then. His name is Grolo, and we can all respect each other here. Shush, Grolo, and I am Thrain, Orkshorn, and I am sworn... I'm a sworn enemy of Lord Blancmere, and I will vanquish him. Um, you, you, she, she considers for half a second, and then she motions to the other two to, for them to lower your, their weapons, and she does uh, the same. Fine. Uh, and she says, uh, you may know me as Alyssa Grimhammer. <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> uh, uh, these, these are my companions, uh, Lou uh, and uh, Washrith. Well, we uh, have not seen a friendly face in a long time. We still uh, haven't, I say under my breath. Yes. She, uh, she, she kind of has a grimace this whole time, so she doesn't, she doesn't seem to react, but she clearly heard you. <laughs> Where I heard of a fourth. Uh, yes, our tracker. Um, he's uh, scouting up ahead, making sure that the, the path is clear. Where are um, you headed? We're headed back to our tribe's lands. Where is that? Uh, it is but just a couple of days' journey um, to the north. To the north. Yes, it'll take us out of the, these horrid swamp lands. Are um, you heading towards Mount Acrea? Uh, our tribe is on, on the way there, if oh. that is your destination. It is our destination. Well... If uh, if my unless I've missed my guess, I believe we're still being pursued by some of the armies of of Grumps. They were we. not happy about our answer. As are we. Mm. They are pursuing us because we killed some of them and escaped. But we oh, will return. We tricked them. They they're no longer pursuing us. I'm sure. Uh, they might be expanding their zone of search. Oh, poor Nicholas. Nicholas will make it. We will eat lee pies with him. One okay. way or the other. All right. In this life or the next. All right. 
well, we should wait for our tracker to return. But um, for the time being, we it seems we have a a peace and accord. Thrain, Swamp Dwarf of Morden. I shake, uh, I shake, uh, I shake her hand. By or, the way, uh, and what were your names again? Uh, is she Grolo. Ta- is she talking to me? Yes. Yes. And she asked what your name is. She wants Shoosh. your Shoosh. Nice. Is there something wrong with your friend? He, he, he doesn't, doesn't speak, speak Orcish. Oh. Um. Alyssa. <laughs> Shoosh. Uh, Alyssa. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the That's the. She says she's very upset at everything. <laughs> what well, did, Alyssa the Orc. <laughs> what, did, what did I say? Oh. No, no, no. She, she's fine with you. She's um, fine with she, you. She holds out her hand and shakes your hand. Goodness. Um, she says, uh, come, sit, eat, uh, share in our food uh, to further solidify our trust. Uh, will do. I, 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 well, did she and extend she, her hand to me to shake it? She does. And I'm. Uh, does Does Grillo shake her hand? I think I... No. Swat! <laughs> you, swat you swat her hand yes. out of the way? Um uh, sh- uh, you, we may be allied for now, but I have my own reasons for disliking your tribe. Uh, you will share in the meat that we break, or we will attack you in a preemptive strike in order to stop you from uh, striking us down later on. Grollo, uh, uh, people judge you before they know you, do, do they not? Is this one of those ear-pulling things? No. <laughs> when people see you in towns, the humans... They see you and they think that you are evil, but you're not. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay, <laughs> well then we should tell them that I'm not evil. Has anyone ever treated you unfairly? Everyone treats everyone unfairly, unless you're strong. True, you can be strong. But remember that one town we went to where the looks entire... Directors. Is this one of those ear-pulling things? I think it might be. All right, I remember. I remember now. <laughs> And they were unfair to you. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. They were unfair to me. Well, they were judging you uh, before they got to know you. <gasps> because they thought I was part of the blood and- <laughs> of the of the Grimhammer tribe? <laughs> Tr- correct. Oh, well, fine. So we don't want to judge. The- these people have changed their ways, and they are now on our side. Mm. Fine. I'll people- take your meat. People can change their ways. I'll take Um, your meat. She says, you do not need to like it, nor do you need to shake my hand, Orc, but you will take the meat and you will eat it, as we all will. I am pretty hungry, actually. Um, It's just like a a salted sort of jerky meat. uh, Mm, This is delicious. Um, Um, Yes, it is halfling. Oh. (laughs) Uh, She seriously says it's halfling? (laughs) Deadpan fully says that and waits for all of you to sort of like stop. Shush can't understand. And then she bursts out laughing. Oh, <laughs> oh you. She uh, uh, um, says, ah, oh, I thought I would get you with that. That's not <laughs> funny. Uh, I thought it was quite quite hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but what is it? Um, and then he's like, she's like, what are you laughing? wild boar. Oh. Shush is like doing that thing where you, you like mirror somebody's facial expression. <laughs> <Everybody's>, she laughs. <laughs> Did you find that funny? I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was funny. Well, that's, uh, you have a grim sense of humor. I might, I suppose. 
<laughs> oh, no, no. Um, at this time, you guys hear a voice sort of speak up from from the woods, and a figure starts to, to sort of walk out of the woods. Um, and the figure is holding a um, uh, like a throwing spear, uh, but has it sort of down down at their side, um, and comes uh, walking out and says, uh, "Well, since you've broken meat together, I assume this is a friendly gathering and not uh, um, assassins sent by Grumsh." Um, and Alyssa waves and says, uh, "Yes, come and come and sit, Craig. Have a have a break break meet with us. Um, we must get going if we're ever going to get ahead of the army. And it's not halfling, just so you know. Well, wait, does Grillo recognize the guy? Um, no, Grillo, you have I assume no idea what your no. father looks like. Oh. Wait, wait, what? He, this is the tracker, right? Yeah, he's called Craig. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, I missed that part. Yeah." No, that's actually great. It's like totally in character. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I missed the. I mean, because I wasn't paying attention. So wait. So are we going to say his character didn't pe- catch up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, t- I wasn't paying. Okay. Eating. So in character. So in character. Okay. I look at you, <laughs> yeah. like, and you're just hey, eating. So, so and you're and like, so, and, not, I say, and all I say is like, it's not halfling. Uh, and I say, <laughs> I look at Grola right in the eyes, and I say, it's good to meet you, Crag. I look um, over. Uh, the orc who, who who comes forward has um, uh, he seems pretty well built. He's he's definitely an older orc, um, but he has sort of the um, uh, the look of an orc that's that's uh, well seasoned in the forest and able to to travel really well. He keeps a uh, steady hand on his on his spear, but he also keeps a um, long sword at his at his waist, um, and strapped to his back is a battle axe. Um, and as he steps forward, he kind of looks over the the party as a whole, um, and he says, um, "If they are enemies of Grumsh, then they are temporary friends of ours." Um, and he kind of looks them all over, and his uh, eyes I, fall steady onto Grolo. I mean, um, would I not recognize him? Um, so it's an interesting question, right? Because. Um, in this moment, it's worthwhile to establish a couple of things. Well, yes. your mom was right. No, no, no. Yeah, like, like, let's just let's just rewind. <laughs> the question is, did they hang around long enough for me to know, or did I just hear the stories? And wasn't I it, thought that I just heard the stories. Wasn't it just one night that she? Well, I didn't never define that. All I know is they came to my town, they took it over, lots of bad things happened, and then I was born. But but and then I always heard about him and how so, much I hated him. Well, we'll, establish, we'll establish a couple of details about Grolo's past. Okay. This is the perfect opportunity All to right. do so. Um, Grolo, you never met the person who was your father. Okay. You were told stories about right. uh, who he was. And so I hate the idea of him. Um, your mother never really talked about him much. Um, even in private, even when it was just the two of you, she never really uh, talked about that night, about anything that, that was yeah. going on uh, during that time. You know that the orcs uh, came to your town, uh, the town where you grew up with your mother um, uh, when you were very, very young. Yeah. Um, and that they that the town suffered a lot of losses as a result. Um, and you know that the um, the town really kind of shunned your mother for a long time. In fact, the two of you lived um, outside of the town um, for a long, long time, and you didn't really interact at all with any of the townspeople. Um, you also know that sort of a faithful day came when the town decided that they had had enough of you and your mother living there. Oh. Um, and they came for you. Ooh. And you were old enough at the at that time to remember that 
that experience. Um, it was after another orc attack had happened uh, near the outskirts of the town, and it had killed a couple of people within the town. And the townspeople, um, in their sort of misdirected rage, decided to come after your mother and you instead. Because I'm like this beast child. Exactly. Um, the town never appreciated you as, as a child. And they knew about your existence, but you kept sort of right. out of the limelight enough. Um, but you were a child, and you, you wanted to go into town. You wanted to interact with the other children, um, and you never really had an understanding for knowing why they hated you. And your mother tried to keep you shielded from a lot of that. Um, and so throughout that, the, that whole experience of your childhood, finally there was a day when your mother um, uh, told you that you would need to leave. Um, and she sort of came rushing back in. You have a, a, maybe a small cottage. Yeah. Uh, and she came rushing back into the cottage one of the days um, and told you to pack up all of your things and that you had to go. And now my question for you, and this yeah. is up to you to just sort of decide the yep. answer, was your mother killed there? Or was she um, by the people as you were trying to escape? No. Which would explain maybe how you wound up in the forest and, and under the mentor and tutelage of, of right. um, Zarapa. Zarapa. No, I don't know if she was. She might have been. But All I know is you were I separated. had to leave. I was separated. I had to leave in the moment. And uh, there sure, surely was the threat that she might have been harmed. Uh, but that certainly was the moment when I began to hate my so-called father. Because up until then, it was just like this story about the stuff that had happened. And I was too young to really understand this full meaning anyways. But that day when it's like I have to leave my mother behind and everything, then instead of like hating the humans, I just hated my life and therefore who created me. Sure. Um, and, and sort of all the, all the hatred that, that all the humans have for you was in many ways, especially from Grolo's perspective, Thank created you. by his father. Yes. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, you never knew what happened to your mother. She, uh, you know that she um, sort of pushed you out into the forest and gave you supplies. And she um, told you that she would come and find you. And she never did. Um, and that was the, the last that you ever the saw last. of her. Um, and the townspeople came and you watched from a distance as your childhood home was burned to the ground. Ugh, that's why I hate fire. Um, so, uh, kind of establishing all that, now that we have that, um, uh, that is the, the last story you ever heard about uh, Craig, the last yeah. story you ever heard about the Grimhammers, um, they were told to you by your mother when you were only a small child. Um, and that was the, the last real information. Um, your mentor talked about the Grim Hammers yeah. because they are, they, um, at one time were a very powerful tribe. Um, and they have since sort of fallen into obscurity and you have not had any real op opportunity to interact with them. In fact, you've never really known where they're, where the tribe was even located. Uh, so tracking down your father has been a real challenge. Well, so All unfortunately, right, well, before you take an action, yeah. let's take a break, and we'll 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 leave people on the edge, right. edge of their seats. On the edge. All right, we're back from the break. So, Grolo, if you were to ask people in your Grolo way to, for people to become patrons of the podcast and also uh, be by the critical core box set how would grolo do that hey listen up everyone i have three main requests first you buy our patron pack and make sure you get critical about the core that you're supporting us with and 
That's the stuff I need to tell you today, and you do it. There were three things you said at the oh, beginning. I forgot the third one. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Perfect. what do you do, man? What's Grolo do? Unfortunately, Grolo, uh, because... You know, he he was in his own little mind. He was eating his food, and then this dude arrives, and then you look at him funny, and then he says, you say the name, Thrain says the name. So then he looks over, and, you know, one one thing is true, is that Grolo's not sophisticated enough to start doing the math of, like, well, maybe there's multiple crags. So in that moment, Grolo stands up and starts facing up to the crag dude, and he says, are you the crag that invaded my hometown? Um, crag, uh, his eyes have settled on you. And he's giving you a very long look and sort of a look up and down. Can I uh, tell if they're related at all? Yeah, I'm going to ask the same question. Um, it's a good question. Similar jawline. Slow I think I'm going to say yes. Um, uh, like, it's it's maybe a little hard to tell uh, because... You've seen a lot of works so You've seen far. a lot of works. I, I think you guys have now had enough experiences to, to start to put some of that, some of the pieces together and, and be able to recognize the, the sort of variances oh and, and uh, how Can works Can he look. tell? Can Grillo tell? Um, Grillo, I think you... You know who who this is. Oh God! So are these guys going like, oh shit, <laughs> shit's um, about to go down? I'm imagining uh, Thrain and, Thrain and might Shush be. might be Thrain certainly. Well, um, yeah, the others don't know. The what's others up. have no idea. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm saying more like uh, Alyssa yeah. even like turns and goes, um, "Craig, this is uh, Thrain Swampwater Dwarf," <laughs> um, and yeah. she, she's just sort of like and like Shush doing doesn't introductions. Really know, like he I doesn't can't really hear know anything. Um, and you can see uh, Craig is not looking at anybody else. She's doing introductions. Uh, Craig is just uh, uh, sort of looking at you, and he's almost expressionless. Um, and uh, I think we need a couple of extra names here because yeah. I'm, I'm realizing that we're going to need them. What was the name of your hometown? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. And we can name it one letter at a time again if we need to. I don't think I ever wrote it down. Uh, cool. Adam, will you give me a letter? F. Uh, we'll oh. T. T. Uh, uh, why? Because he's asked, can you get it? <laughs> Fati? <laughs> well, I'm hoping there's another letter after that. <laughs> Fati. <laughs> we could just be Fati. Fati. <laughs> your, home, your hometown? My hometown of Fati. Fati. What, what do you mean? Fati. Fati. Are know. you British? Yeah, I'm British. British. My hometown is Fati. <laughs> I'm from Fati. Of course I'm British. <laughs> um, I had a burrito and now I'm Fati. <laughs> What's your favorite food in Fati? <laughs> Beans. <laughs> Really well known for their beans and forty, um, and then we need a name for uh, Grillo's mom. Okay, let's go less forty for this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. uh, actually, Kirk, why don't you start this one? And it's a human name. Let's remember this. All right, uh, A S S. Oh no! Um, uh, it's okay. my mother here. <laughs> T. E R 
Aster. Aster. Okay. Aster. Okay, we can go with that. But it's Aster. Aster in 40. In 40. Wait. Aster lives in 40. Aster from 40. <laughs> Perfect. Naming session's gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me write this down. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a maiden named Aster from, Aster 40, from 40 and Crag came <laughs> and then Grolo came out. <laughs> Aster, okay. Um, he gives you a very long look and he says, um, there was a town named Forty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Dramatically, the name is, is too, too, too ridiculous. Forty. We'll do Maybe it's best. pronounced Forty. 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 I don't know if it's better. <laughs> it's pronounced footy. Footy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's from the Highlands. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm staring intently. I'm not saying anything. What do you say? Um, he, he just says, there, there was a town named Footy. That was my town. Um, do he you says, remember my mother? <sighs> he says, I only remember one woman from Footy. Don't say it. Don't say it. Um, and then he doesn't say anything. And he looks over everyone else and he says, if we're going to get ahead of the army, we need to leave now. And he turns around and he just starts walking off. <clears throat> okay, so I just, I just jump at him. I jump at him. I don't use my maul. I just jump at him and try to like grab his neck. Uh, perfect. Um, give me a strength, uh, check. It'll be a strength contest between the two of you. How, how much has Grolo told Shush about, I know that he hates his dad, but I'm curious how much has Grolo told Shush about, like, the reasons why you hate your dad. You don't know, because Thrain knows a lot, because we've been together for so long. I feel like in the past nine sessions, it came up. It did come up, but not like the whole story. No, but you, you knew, I'm guessing you know that. The father, you know, that's really. the, yeah, that's that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. Like, does Shush stop him, or are we like, okay, we, we, this is this is righteous justice? Well, you can if you want, but I, it depends. It depends on what your what your vision of my my better outcome is. Because right. if you want to calm me down, because we have this bigger threat ahead of me, right. or if you're like, well, this is his chance to get his vengeance or justice. Right? Yeah. What is justice in this moment? I mean, y- y- if you look at me, I'm not. I'm just. I, I'm not I'm, doing anything. I'm about literally that. looking at you. Yeah, I, I just Shush is looking at Thrain with a wide open eyes because I didn't hear any of this conversation. Right. Yeah, but you pieced I, together maybe what's happening. Maybe. I, I'm just I'm just resigned. I'm standing up, but I'm but I'm I take a few steps back actually. Yeah. Um, I put my hand on my rapier hilt as if I might have to. Throw oh God. It down. Okay, should I I'm roll doing me, this? Roll rolling. Me strength strength contest roll. Oh. Eeks, eeks. Um, <clears throat> Eleven. Uh, actually, you can roll this one with advantage because he definitely oh, he, he has he turned, his, turned back his back to you. Yeah. Eeks. <laughs> well, uh, Destiny does not want me to. This, uh, this is actually maybe perfect. Nine. Uh, Grolo, you reach for that very familiar, all-consuming anger that has driven you right. and that has given you the strength right. to to overcome great odds um, and find an empty space. Because my rage has been gone. Because your rage is gone. <gasps> right. Um, uh, it, it doesn't stop you from jumping up and right. leaping at at Crag, but it just shows how much I. 
but it throws you, it effectively sort of throws you off balance. And you leap at Crag all the same, and you even <laughs> tackle him to the ground. Uh, but but it's more of a of a messy, sort of less controlled clashing into each other than it is like um, mm-hmm. like you really taking control of, mm-hmm. of wrestling him. And, um, and I didn't use my weapon, which is telling. Uh, uh, Craig uh, uh, crashes to the ground, and you are you are um, now on uh, sort of on top of him. Yeah. Um, and Craig has um, thrown his uh, the bow that was in his hand to the to the side, um, and you see him kind of reaching down for the for the sword at his hip. Um, but you have an opportunity to to throw a couple punches or something in here, or try to strangle him. What are you going to try to do? Um, uh, all of this happens. Uh, Thrain and Shush, uh, the two of you are basically like like uh hopping up faster than anyone else but you can see the three other orcs um who are are like just realizing what's going on who suddenly start to reach I for say their weapons it's and, his father let him fight it out um i don't know if she'll if they'll stop but that's what i say yeah in, in this moment i all of a sudden when we flip around and i'm about to like punch him i feel like this incredible emptiness and if grolo was capable of breaking down crying he would but instead, he's just like frozen. He just like stares at the eyes of the man that he's hated this whole time. And he can't even find enough hatred. And he's like frozen. Um, the man below you uh, holds out his hand to the other three orcs. Um, and he says, uh, stop. It's his right. Um, and he grabs you, uh, uh, sort of grabs your arm. And he says, do it. It's everything I deserve. I left her there. He's got my arm, and like, what do I? Does he? Do I have something in my hand? No, just no. I think I think he's. Uh, I guess I was picturing he would grab your shirt. I don't know if even has a shirt. <laughs> oh, I had the leftover Those sort of rags. The, yeah, I think that's what he's sort of grabbing say, onto. He's, oh, he's, you guys he's, from Mord. He's, he's, he's pulling you down. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. From Mord. He's pulling me down. And like, do it. I deserve it. Okay, and then I'm like. You deserve much worse than this, but I'm done. And then I like roll off of him and I just lay on my back, like completely defeated. Um, he doesn't get up. He lays there for a long time. Um, and finally he sits up and he, he says, he turns to you and he says, I never really got to meet you, you know. The well, hey. She never told me your name. Look, I don't really want to talk to you right now. I just... Uh, you deserve to know, know the story. I don't want to hear the story. I Now I'm getting angrier. Look, we need to get away from here. Because pretty soon we're going to get killed. So maybe we'll talk sometime. Right now, I don't want to look. Um, he nods uh, and and gets up and sort of brushes himself off. And the the other three are, have like their hands on their weapons, but they're not doing anything. They're they, they're sort of taking the cue and signal. Um, and they shrug and they go, "Family stuff." Family stuff. I get um, up slowly and I can't even make eye contact with Thrain or Shush, and I feel really embarrassed and uh, I feel like I have failed. Um, Alyssa gets up and, and walks past you uh, and says, uh, lead the way, Tracker. Um, and I put my hand on Grolo's shoulder. Um, Craig 
uh, pauses a long moment, sort of looking down at you, Grolo, um, uh, now that he's standing and you're sitting. Uh, and uh, you can see just a sadness in his face. And he turns and he, and he takes off uh, walking down the, the bank of the river. Hmm. Whoa. Heavy. Um, you travel for uh, probably another full day. Um, I guess not a not not like a full twenty four hours. You probably travel for another uh, six to eight hours. It's it's a lot of hard travel, especially after what you guys have been through. Um, uh, during that time, Craig clearly knows what he's doing to navigate through the swamp. Um, you see him use several techniques for for figuring out the way through these marshes that um, you, you've not used before. He seems to have a a knowledge for identifying some of the plants and and identifying some of the the things that uh, um, might lead in the right direction. Uh, even noticing some of the movement pattern of of animals. And several times he stops you and has the entire group go in a completely different direction, uh, parallel to to where you're traveling. Uh, you even cross the river to the other side of the of the bank um, in a shallow section where you can sort of hop across stones. Um, and uh, as he's doing that, you can tell he's sort of weaving you in and out of, of sections of the swamp. But whatever he's doing um, uh, seems to be working as you never hear um, any sounds coming from any army pursuing you. Um, you think you have, have effectively lost them. <laughs> Additionally, he seems to have a lot of confidence about which direction he is leading you in. And by the end of six hours, you can see that you're starting to finally emerge from the swampland and get to a lot more dry land. Um, and you've made your way up into um, the forests that sort of surround the edges of, of the swamp, um, sort of now officially getting up out of out of uh, marshy wetlands um, and into uh, more dry dry lands and forest. Um, and finally, he motions after a lot of hard travel uh, for you to stop and set up camp. Um, and the other orcs um, don't really they don't really keep tents. Instead, they sort of um, uh, flatten out some some sections of dirt and some areas to to lay down, take out their packs, and and start getting it together. And uh, Craig even creates a, a small fire for you to kind of dry off with. Uh, nothing that's going to make a lot of smoke, but something that will will give you at least a little bit of warmth as it as it turns a little cooler into into night. Um, Craig, throughout all of this, um, wouldn't say anything to Grolo unless Grolo asked. So my curiosity for you guys as you're traveling this this long sort of six hours, is is it spent in uncomfortable silence, or, or do you guys uh, try to strike up any conversation? Well, I tell Thrain something along the way when I can – I think that Craig's not hearing, and I basically say kind of under my breath, but I'm like, this is not how I pictured it. This is not how I pictured it happening at all, and and now I don't know what to do with my life. Morden will show the way. You will know what to do when it is time. It's just that, like, it was supposed to be an epic redemption. I was supposed to, you know, maul him. Perhaps Morden has another plan for you. And what's this other guy? The- uh, Craig? No, the other god. Oh, uh, Lorleth? Perhaps Lorleth has another plan for you. Oh, you mean not the band Mord. Oh, yes, right. Okay. Uh, Shush, do you, do you have any particular Shush. conversations? Uh, Silence no. doesn't seem like Shush's bag. No, but Shush so. can't, also can't understand any of the conversation. Well, that was in... Well, no, no, I was no, talking... No, yeah. no, no, but I before, before so, yeah. like, Shush knows that something was here, and, like, maybe... As like another sort of yeah. 
outcast misfit maybe like wants to connect with you right, but right. also like you right. just had a really intense experience and and uh so i i probably give you the like the that that's my father and i wanted to kill him i still want to kill him actually why didn't you i don't know i would have i i don't know it just it wasn't in me I might still kill him. What would you like me to do? There's nothing you can do. I have failed myself. I have failed my mother. But I don't know. I will not fail forever. I'm not an expert at orcish communication, obviously. But it seemed like he's got more to the story than you've heard so far. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got more story. We'll see. It may be worth hearing it. Hmm. Maybe. I'll still kill him. It may be that that's the right thing to do. But you might want to know first. Um, as you, uh, set up to rest for the evening, um, Alyssa offers that, uh, the two groups should take watches together. Um, uh, she seems to have a recognition that there may still not be a whole lot of trust, and she's eyeing Grolo very, very intently through most of the, the trek together um, to make sure that he doesn't kill their tracker. Hmm. Um, Did she offer us more <clears throat> salted boar meat? Um, uh, if you ask for it, she does. I don't know how to ask for it. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you motion like... Yeah, yeah. yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll offer she you some hand more. it to me, I will laugh uproariously thinking that's the custom. <laughs> um, she also catches a few, thinking that that's the yeah. joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a tradition every time yeah. you yeah. She, she thinks you're real, real strange, but she sort of smirks. Um, uh, Washreth, on the other hand, thinks you're hilarious. Awesome. Um, and uh, she like like uh, clasps you on the shoulder and keeps trying to talk to you, which obviously is not working because it's all an orchid. Shoosh. Uh, and she, she goes, Washreth. Shoosh. <laughs> Thumbs up the rest of the team. Um, I'm doing I whisper it. to him, I'm like, I uh, think she likes you. <laughs> Washrith also captures, uh, um, uh, does some spear fishing before you guys get fully out of the swampland um, and manages to get sort of a spear full of newts, um, which she uh, um, uh, brings and roasts over the fire once you guys have mm. a, a, a fire ready. Um, and she offers you two newts. Uh, oh, instead of just one. Right. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, and none of the other orcs seem to say anything about it. Um, but you uh, uh, are definitely getting some some flirty eyes from Washrath. All right. <laughs> what's feels... what's Washrath's charisma score? Um, <laughs> How low is my standard? <laughs> I'm gonna say pretty low. My standard hurt. Uh, her, her charisma score. Um, Washrath is is reasonable looking, but she really like has no idea how to how to flirt. Uh, several times she like pushes you over water. <laughs> um, well, she's better than Cruddy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I kind of I kind of whisper I'm like I think we've got a new Moradin fan. <laughs> I, I just throw up the horns. <laughs> um, you take the watch watch together, um, and the only things that really come from the from the watch, you guys finally get a f- chance for a full night's rest. Um, the only things that you really get from the watch are two things. Um, uh, you notice, all of you guys notice that um, uh, Craig does not 
uh, go to sleep that night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, he takes watch. He sort of uh, tromps off into the forest um, and uh, doesn't seem to really return until the morning. And if you ask about it, um, uh, Alyssa says, uh, no, this is usually how he keeps his own watch. I see. Um, and, uh, and then the other thing that you notice is that, um, you can still see, um, some of the smoke from the fires, um, in the marshlands, um, billowing out. Um, it's clear that they, they really did burn a a pretty large portion of the marshlands. Um, but now that you're far enough away from the marshlands, it mostly just looks like mist and, and wet kind of in that direction, except for the pillar of smoke. Would this have been like their flaw? to light a big fire to signal to anyone else where the smoke is coming out of the marshes, where their camp is? What do you mean? Could we, like, when we get back to civilization, could we say, remember where the fire was? That's exactly where the camp is. It's a possibility, Let's go attack. Okay. Mm, Interesting. Mental note. Mental note. As you um, travel out of the forest, you finally wake your way into... Um, what what is sort of like long, uh, sort of grassy fields, um, and um, finally, uh, Alyssa sort of takes a deep breath uh, and turns to all of you, and she says, um, "Welcome to the Grimhammer Tribe Lands." Um, and she motions down to sort of a stack of rocks that that uh, seem to be sort of a um, a marker for the edges of their of the, the tribe lands. Do I feel anything? Like supernatural as I come close or come in into them? Um, I don't think a, a supernatural experience, but you do feel um, sort of a weird sense of home. Okay. Uh, it's almost like um, a smell you remember mm. um, where you, you can't really place it, but you you know that the smell is familiar. Interesting. Um, as we uh, uh, as you guys come come down into the tribe lands um you are eventually you camp one last night uh before sort of finally getting to the grim hammer tribe uh and you can see that the um uh as you camp that that last night uh everybody sort of doesn't keep watch mm-hmm. um or, or the we watch is, is yeah is, is they sort of feel safe mm-hmm. um can and, we replenish hit points all uh, you guys can totally replenish hit points you guys are all at full full uh hit points and full everything you can get everything back all your spell slots everything like that um that that was a actually the first night was actually a long rest for you um but the second night uh crag doesn't uh crag leaves just like he did before um but this time he comes back um and Grollo, uh, you can see Crag uh, sitting next to you as you wake up in the middle of the night, um, mm. sort of cross-legged with his sword sitting on his on his uh, uh, lap, um, and he uh, looks over at you um, now that you've woken up, and he says, um, "I, I mean, I probably react in fear for a second, sure, like ah, what are um, you doing?" And he says. I think I need to tell you the whole story. Uh, and that's where we're going to end for today. Right. Ah. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Whoa. Um, so I mean, I th- thought the father was going to show up, but not so unceremoniously. Right. That, was right. in- that was a twist. That was quite good. And, um, and it, the fact that I had no rage in me was very... And it's funny because I rolled poorly, too. <laughs> 
it's it all worked out. Yeah, I, I, I figured I'd leave that one up to because I had, the I had, I had forgotten coming. about the rage bit. Yeah, until all right. And Umberto, on the podcast, you've talked about being abandoned by your parents right. when you were young, and I was wondering if that was touching on that at all. Uh, I mean, I, I I was definitely pulling from feelings to use in my. But was it? Did it hurt you at all? Not consciously, not consciously. But I, it was definitely. I was aware of the parallels because we've talked about it. Before about when I was describing the backstories and things like that, we we we've talked about talked how, about it, but not experienced it right. role playing wise. This is something that you deal with as a DM when you're running the therapeutic D and D groups. Is if one of the kids in your group, for example, had their parents abandoned them and their backstory had this element in it, it's one thing to say. Yeah, my character has a dad right, right, who right. raped his mom and da-da-da-da. It's another thing because to role play it, that was a whole other thing. Right. Well, I'll tell you what I felt the most because I haven't actually yet had a full conversation with uh, this crag fella. Uh, but like when I was talking to the two of you, um, especially the the shush conversation, that actually was was like – I don't know what it was, but it was like – it was touching. You know, it was It was hard. It was hard because it was like, yeah, because I was I was saying like I'm a failure. You know, I failed at my life mission and stuff like that. Yeah. So that definitely was um, emotionally heavy. Were you role playing it like in the moment? Like, oh, this is how I, this is how my character would feel. This is what he would. Yeah, do. but I was really feeling like, for example, when I and I tend to to act this way in general, but like when. I realized, oh, right, my rage is gone, and then I jump on him, and I turn over. Because I kept thinking, first with my conscious brain, okay, what is Grohl going to do? Because like, this is his like, life's mission. What, what are we going to do here? And um, so at first I was trying to game it a little bit because I was trying to say, like, well, in my head, I was like, well, I don't know if I just like pull out my maul and I start hitting him. Because then I was like, well, no, but he's a little more irrational than that. So... He's and he's and actually it's going to be like this daddy moment so for him so he's going to be confused so he's just going to launch at him irrationally just like wow right and then when I when we talked about the the anger not being or the rage not being there then I actually really felt like this moment of like defeat internally yeah, and so it's interesting so it, was, it felt like you didn't really know what was going to happen right. but each moment you, you thought in your character's sense and, and did that. Yeah. And uh, in terms of setting up the environment you know, the, that Adam did it, and the situation, it, it's like, well, anything could happen. He could attack right. him. He could, and the, uh, the way it played out was such a unique moment in the emotional intensity and the, the visualization I have in my mind, you know, because I, you know, I, my character knows what's up and right. he doesn't want you to get hurt, but he also doesn't want to interfere. And so right. he's just kind of watching and he sees you not go for your mall and you tackle him. And in one sense, it could be looked at as an attack, but in another sense, it could just be like daddy. Right? Yeah. Right. And then you, you fall on the ground and, and he doesn't attack back. And then you just sort of flop over and you yeah. know, you don't know what you're doing. It, I could see that happening, like in a foster home or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I felt really like in that moment when I was role playing, I felt really defeated. Like, 
man, what's my point in life? That kind of thing, you know? And so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was intense. It was well set up. <laughs> Good. So uh, is, there's an interesting um, piece here, especially talking to uh, an audience of people that might go role play with their Dungeons and Dragons uh, groups and uh, to think about some of these, these parts. Um, this is not, especially knowing Umberto's, uh, past and history and, and personal connection to his character and where his character aligns with his uh, with his um, uh, personal history. Um, this is not something I would recommend right. anybody necessarily do um, as a as a strategy or as a, as a thing that you would uh, put in. So it, um, it could get really it, exactly. It dangerous. has it has a potential to be really dangerous right. from a from a very personal standpoint. A part of the reason that we can do this is two parts. Uh, one is is we are we've established sort of a, a set of table rules to help us navigate this, and some of that is is other things that we put into place, like pulling down the shades and stuff like that. Rules that we had talked about in in some previous sessions, but it's also um, in uh, the the trust that we've set up about what, what our what our setting is, what our um, uh, rules of the of the table and the rules of our conduct are, um, and um, a lot of that has come through through asking checking questions and through asking um, uh, about you and your character and reflecting on those in a very uh, verbal and outward way where we're we're doing a lot of personal comparison to to my journey and my character's journey, um, and uh, the other part is is because um, I know that. Um, I can stop if I can see it becoming too much of a problem and go another direction. And so in setting this up and in planning for this, a part of my planning was also in figuring out um, if I need to, to suddenly shift, do I have something in my back pocket that I can use to, to say, okay, this is getting a little too close to home. This is getting a little too um, uh, interpersonal. And either we can, we can work through that or we can shift gears if we really need to in order to back away from something that might be a little too tender. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that I had set up that I had ready, ready and prepared uh, to change. And I did not know how... Yeah. Grola was going to react to any of this. Right. So I had a lot of stuff sort of <laughs> in mind and in my back pocket for right. for the different ways that Grolo might react. Um, and I've done stuff like this in personal games before. Um, Adam's experienced some of this that I, that I have uh, personally put him through. Um, and uh, the reaction that you have as a player, I want to give you as much autonomy and as much opportunity as you can have to do the thing or express the thing that you need in that moment. Yep. That was, well, so even rewinding in this episode, uh, I really didn't know what the hell we were going to do in the swamp. And I had this problem because, like, if it were me, well, I, I, had, I had several ideas in my head of things we could try, but I wanted to stay in character, and Grola's not going to be that creative. And... Um, and so, like, I, I gave the one that he would have thought of, which is, like, well, let's try to throw them off, right? But then I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> and then you're like, Nicholas, you second. And I think both Shush and I, Adam and I were like, oh, oh, no, poor Nicholas. I actually like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had a personal connection with Nicholas. Like, we worked, we went out of our way to include him several times. So for having to be like, just go away, it was like, wait, 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 So wait, that was wait. totally unexpected. I, I will tell you, I... Uh, 
100% had no idea that you were going to send Nicholas yeah. on back to town. It's actually a great idea. But I love how you embraced it. Like, um, but it, but it was I, I was not expecting that in any way uh, whatsoever. Yeah, I, was I, like, I couldn't. Oh, man. I could not. I, I was thinking there's nothing we can do to shake <laughs> the what are probably hundreds of trackers, and there's so even if we got them off the scent, they would eventually find it again. And I was just thinking. I was actually thinking I would go, or I would volunteer, but it would get shot down. And so I was and like, "You needed to get your hammer." So what's and the point? so I was like, "Well, well, I guess there's still Nicholas, you know." And I thought, Is, "Does he seem like he can run fast? Because <laughs> he might actually be able to get away, you know?" Um, yeah. And when I suggested, I thought it might actually get shot down. I thought <laughs> Nicholas might protest. Like when you first, so you role played the facial expression of Nick, and I thought he was going to be like. I can't but, believe you're doing this. But thing. I want to be with right. you guys. I thought that's what you're going to say. And I was going to feel like a total dick for <laughs> suggesting you it. You had to white fang him. But Get yeah. out of here. I felt yeah. the same thing. But but then you said, this is it. This and is I was it. Like, oh, I know where he's going with this. Yeah. His yeah, that was, a, that, that was amazing too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I really uh, – Nicholas's um, uh, character arc yeah. is, is for him to become – to see himself as a hero rather than a, right. a thief or a lowlife or, or uh, um, uh, anything like that. And so like, this was a huge, it was, it was a, it was like you, you, you offered to Nick on a, on a, uh, on a platter. <laughs> yeah. Like this is your moment to be, <laughs> wow. to, to like serve a greater cause bigger than yourself. Right. Um, and so like he, uh, it was, it was just such good timing after he literally escaped from, from almost <laughs> dying, from almost being tortured to death. Um, in a, an encampment full of an army of orcs, and now he is headed to the city to warn them that an army of orcs is coming. So, yeah, I, I think he like uh, I saw it as like the per- it was the perfect. perfect suggestion and opportunity to for Nicholas to to roll forward and be like, all right, I guess this is his. Um, there's a there's a term for this in in storytelling where a that, character has like a turning, yeah, like an the, inspiration the, moment, the um, point of no return, yeah. Um, um, so and, I think his, his in his character arc, this was his yeah. point of no return. Yeah. When when Luke actually you know gets on the Millennium Falcon and t- right. takes off Tatooine, it's There's it's no that. looking back. You can't you can't turn back now. Right. I uh, have, I have a question. Um, so when because I literally was not actually paying attention. So when you announced <laughs> the tracker, how, how did you say it? Um, so uh, I just had Alyssa turn and and say. Uh, like like uh, Craig here. These are the these are the. So you people. said it understatedly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because in true Grolo fashion, I was sitting there in my own little world, and then Grolo no, was Umberto. In true Umberto <laughs> fashion, I was sitting there in my own little world, and Grolo was in his own little world eating his little meat and like mm, this is pretty good, whatever. So it was so hilarious because. Everyone like I, I actually Bardo notices everyone like wait what 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 did I miss? Kirk's <laughs> like that's your father. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I like I brought like I the hair in the back of my neck like lifted up and I like looked over at you like what is what are you gonna do? And you were just eating and I was that. Like, oh, <laughs> what, what, what 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 do I do? What? <laughs> uh, yeah. So to those listening out there, if you don't know what it's like to DM or to be in a game. Understand the genius and creativity that Adam uh, exhibited today, the the flexibility, the the storytelling. 
you notice in this uh, adventure there today, this uh, what we'd played, the session, there was no fighting, there was no battle, and yet some of the most memorable, interesting, meaningful, somewhat personal experiences happened, and it's all because of Adam taking note of not only what the three of us personally uh, want through all the various questions he's asked, but also the questions about the characters. And in between the sessions, thinking, okay, how do I, what do I do there? How do I, he has to create that whole thing. There's no manual for that. He's not following uh, someone else's script. He has to make that all up. He has to set it all up. And he has to say, okay, well, if they do this, then I'm going to do that. Then if they do this, I'm going to do that. And, and also in the moment, he has to capitalize on the emotional weight of it and actually project that into the room with his own uh, improv. He can't just say, oh, yeah, and there's your father. <laughs> he has to, it, It's like he embodies these people. And right. there's a, uh, a if you're in, if you were in the room, y- y- you would feel it. It's a it was a very intense moment. Very nice. Yeah, it's funny, right? Because we could have sat there and said, well, let's wait for the tracker to show up. And that would have changed the whole entire. (laughs) Um, That's true. Or, you know, I could have kept being impulsive and thrown the rock anyways. Yeah, it would have been been a real different game if you (laughs) killed a couple of them with a rock before you ever got down there. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's some some things that are pretty easy to play about Grola, which one of them is that, if there's a chance to do something impulsively and violent, he'll try to do it. And then, you know, I count role-playing-wise, I count on one of these two or both to try to stop me. But today, man, there was definitely a out in the middle of the ocean without a paddle moment. Hmm. A few of those where, like I said, one of them was, how the hell are we going to get out of this thing? And then personally for my character, it was like, okay, well, what do I do then? What would I do? What, what am I going to do? <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Yeah, getting back to Nicholas, one could say this entire thing is just Nicholas's story. <laughs> Nicholas's yeah. story. Nicholas is actually the protagonist. Yeah. Um, or just whole, secondary characters. You guys are just support characters. <laughs> it's like spin-off series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch Starship Troopers back in the day? Oh, sure. Do you remember how – because one of the things they do well is like – they're not even the the main heroes. They're not hailed as the heroes at the end. It's like, and all thanks to such and such random dude that, um, it's kind of like that. It's like Nicholas gets back, and I was like, oh my gosh, you saved. Yeah, turns out Neil, Neil Patrick Harris is the is the main character yep. of Starship yep. Troopers. Uh, you know who's who's only in like ten percent of the right. movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, well, uh, before we finish up, uh, I want to do a real quick uh, spotlight that you have for for somebody else. Um, uh, even better if you can get really specific about a, a particular moment, a particular um, role play. Um, we oftentimes when we do spotlights for um, the, the kids in our group, it's it's really difficult to do spotlights for role play as opposed to combat or or uh, solving a puzzle or something along those lines. Um, and I think the real secret to that is is in being able to remember a joke or remember a moment that that spoke to you or that, that was significant to you. So. Uh, who would like to start us off uh, with a spotlight for somebody else today? Well, I'll start. So first off, like it, it doesn't go without saying that um, I think you set up such incredible moments today, like role playing wise, right? Uh, that it, it really it was great. So even though there were no no battles, there was some incredibly intense and stressful moments. So I, I have to give you a shout out. Uh, but I also really liked the interaction my character had with Shush. 
because I, I actually was thinking that I was done with the conversations because Grolo doesn't talk much, and he already talked to his his best buddy Thrain about it, and then it just happened to be that you like hadn't understood everything, so we're like, okay, well, let's talk about it, but then that created like this really extra moment, and then your your character was. Um, like a therapist moment there, you know, it was really, really good, really intense. So shout out to your, to your playing of that shush moment. That was really good. I'll shout out if I just focus on one moment, it was when Adam, the DM said from the Nicholas voice, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, I, you were actually starting to cry. I could yeah. tell. I was, I was, I was getting a little, a little oh. teared up for Nicholas in that. Yeah. In that which, which got me a little teary as well. I mean, that is role-playing. Yeah, right there. that was good. So good. I mean, because, like I said earlier, it was, I threw it out there and then kind of instantly regretted it because the two of you were like, wait <laughs> a second. Like, dick. And then I was like, <laughs> oh. Dick, and, then, and then I saw your, because I could see the gears turning in your head and then and then you, you like had this face and I was like, oh no, like I hurt his feelings and I'm going to have to apologize. Like what a, and then you're like, this is it. And it took like, half a second for me to catch up to you. And then I was just, and then I could see you kind of tearing up a little bit and I could tell like you actually like that character. You like the Nicholas character. Yeah. Nicholas is really, he's really fun to play. Um, and I'm, I'm actually going to have to do a lot of figuring out what, what happens yeah. after this. I, I mean, I, sorry, if I can, what I'd like to imagine <laughs> is that Thrain actually did the calculation in his mind and thought, there's no way this is going to fool them for very long, and they're going to trace back and actually come after the much bigger trail the three of us are going to leave. But this is going to buy us some time and save Nicholas. That's what I like to believe <laughs> was really going on in your head. Trains <laughs> I, mean, I used up one of my last spell slots for Nicholas, who's where you know we won't see again. And like I could have totally used some spells when we were actually with those orcs. <laughs> But I like really care about Nicholas, and I want him to survive this journey. So use up a spell slot for this NPC, right? This is a clear that we're not even going to see. Um, that's how much I like Nicholas. I want to uh, use the mechanic. Like I, personal disadvantage will use the mechanics of the game to support Nicholas's journey back to back to Pahiha. So that's my spotlight, Adam. What about you? Um, there were some good ones today. Um, I I think this was a very Grolo centric episode, and I think my my spotlight goes to you for um, to you Umberto for uh, going there because I think there was there's an opportunity to um, to have this moment where there's a potential for role play and like make it really simple, right? And be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him, you know, and really like uh, overly narrate it instead sure. of like being there. And you were like. I, I'm also we're an audio for, media right now, but I get to watch you. Like yeah, yeah. also, like you were saying, um, for Adam uh, embodying the character, like I can watch you have this moment where your where your uh, rage is gone, right. and like that was I, I was over here having my own emotional experience watching you <laughs> have this emotional experience, and I think that's the the power uh, of your willingness. I think that's the yeah. the thing that I'll I'll give a spotlight to is is that that, that moment played out. It wasn't like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go kill him. Okay, here's what happens in the story. Uh, is I need to kill him or he needs to kill him, right? It was like, I have this feeling. I'm I'm here. I roll over. I look at this guy and I can watch you like literally move your eyes as if you're (laughs) rolling over and looking up in this moment where you have have felt like you failed or whatever. I thought that was really powerful. 
All right. <laughs> I felt it, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm actually going to give my, my spotlight to you, too, also, Umberto, for, for just uh, spectacular role-playing for Grolo. And and more than anything, sort of, uh, Adam and I just taught a, uh, an improv group, improv for role-playing games uh, and for role-playing. And um, the good dynamics that we have in this group are also because um, you guys are all spectacular role-players and spectacularly willing to take what I've, what I've given you and, and roll with it and and mm-hmm. yes and it but also um uh really consider what that means for your character and what that what that means from from those other perspectives and, and dive in and, and be a part of it so um i think you you did that really spectacularly well today is to really jump yeah. in and and react but react from uh all, both emotional and thought process and and kind of pulling everything in to to figure out uh what would grolo do here what is the scene that that's that's going to play out and how can i be in it in the moment there's there's nice. something interesting that happened both this game and last game for me as a player because the check-in question was like something that was not necessarily connected to the game but it totally was for me as a player like last session i think the check-in question was something like what are you afraid of or something and it was like mm. being ineffective and in that <laughs> game i was tied up and couldn't do anything and in this game i was like i but fundamental truth is how hard it is to communicate with people and connect with them and this is this game i, I couldn't i literally couldn't understand anybody um, and and i think like i'm i'm curious about whether or not i would have that same sort of emotional connection with not being able to hear anybody if i didn't just have the opportunity to tell everybody all of the listeners and all you guys at the table, like, here's a thing that I, I is like a fundamental truth that I, you know, feel struggled with That's or something. So funny. Um, I think it's really interesting. And so my, my sort of second spotlight, Adam, is to you for having, um, what's, what's her name? Give me some newts. I was <laughs> like, I, um, uh, no, uh, Washreth. Washreth. I was Washreth. like, right, right. I was Washreth. like, I don't understand anything. Nobody understands me. We're just hanging out. I'm like watching everybody talk. And then she's like, here's some newts. And I was like, I do belong. <laughs> so thanks for that spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I'll wash with, give me those newts. Well, I needed that today. Thank you. She's, she's got a real, real I don't need to on... fall in love with her. I just yeah. like, I just <laughs> like the newts, you know? Yeah. It's like, one you, last, you see me. One last thing I wanted to add. It was the, uh, I really enjoyed when you added the backstory elements to the Grolo story. Um, because yeah, like we never got specific about it, but all of a sudden, I understood better myself why I would hate my father so much. Other than kind of the obvious, like this made it really visceral for me. I'm like, and and also added these elements of, uh, like if you were actually writing the story, it's like, oh, right. He actually hates himself. Like he hates what he represented to these people. He should have hated the town that like rejected him and maybe killed his mom. But instead he hated himself. Like that was totally unplanned and really interesting. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, I really like how all that all that came together. Plus, um, I needed to actually put Grolo's backstory into like a concise area that I can go back in the podcast and Makes listen sense. to. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I kept trying to uh, hop around to find all the pieces <laughs> of Grolo's backstory, and I was like, oh, we just need to establish this somewhere. <laughs> all right, well, that wraps up the 10th uh, D&D therapy session. And uh, in another month or so, we will have our 11th. And... Uh, please, 11th on the 11th. Please take care of yourself out there because you deserve it.